Hi, this is Shafat Hussain, and you're listening to my podcast, Becoming an Entrepreneur. In this podcast, we talk about the journeys and struggles of an entrepreneurial lifestyle. We don't claim to be experts or a know-it-all, but we bring stories you can relate to and ideas you can implement in your own life. If you don't want to miss our bite-sized episodes to start your weekends on a boost, go ahead and subscribe now. Hey, hey, thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about saving money. And if you're already saving, well, today, you can expect to learn how you can save more money by identifying some of the things that you do that's probably not a very good habit in terms of expenditure. So I know that you've come across this question in your life many times, asking how much do you earn? And in society, we often tend to celebrate people who earn more and we consider people who earn more very successful. But what you don't see is the person who's earning more, if he's not a good saver, if he's living a lavish life, if he's like that old saying, if he's cutting his coat more than his clothes, then what will eventually happen is that that person is just going to turn out to be, well, maybe not poor per se, but he or she will have a very restless life and they're just never going to stop working because they don't have any savings to lie upon they don't have any emergency balance to go to and they're going to they're going to find themselves in a lot of troubles during their their lifespan and you don't want that to happen to you do you so just think of it this way the person who's earning say 100k a month and is probably being able to save due probably due to his own volition or maybe he's just a big spender they're probably saving only 20k per year and imagine yourself and you're probably not uh, earning that much you're probably at like 60% of what they're making you're probably earning 60k a year but you're in return actually you're also saving 20k and funny enough you might not live the lavish life that they do and of course you're having to save more of your money while they're saving only 20% you're having to save more than 30% you can still find yourself in a very similar scenario five years later later in terms of the options that you both have in order to pursue what you want because imagine this the person who saved 20k a year has after five years has 100k which is his yearly income and he can think of himself well i have a whole year worth of income to rely upon and funnily enough you can also think the same way so from then on if you want to probably pursue a better degree if you want to probably take a gap year you can do whatever you want and the options are still the same for both of you that's what can savings do for you against someone who's not saving so how do you start saving the first thing like with everything else you need to do is creating a savings goal now Please do understand that this savings goal is not necessarily rigid or is your life's goal or anything as such. It could it could start with something very little. It could start with something as little as I want to buy a better car. If you don't have a car, it could start with I want to buy a car. But assuming that you do, it could probably be I want to buy a better car. It could be a, a little bigger than... Uh, Well, I have my uh, college degree, but I want to now do a master's at a better university. And we all know how expensive those could be. 
so it can be a varieties of goals and it can involve a lot of years or maybe a short span of time it doesn't matter what matters is you need to have a savings goal now even without a savings goal actually if you're thinking of starting to save money you have an automated savings goal which is creating your emergency balance now i don't know if you've heard of the term but basically emergency balance is if something happens to you for example maybe uh, god forbid you're sick you're you can't work for a few months maybe you had an accident the medical bills are piling up your insurance is lost whatever that is now you need to spend money that you're not earning that's your emergency balance and if you're not working during the time you're also not being able to earn more than you were or if maybe you even lost a job like during the pandemic we saw a lot of people lose their jobs so what could these people do well if they had savings they'd have options and i can't stress this enough savings give you options and you need options in order to lead a mentally healthy life because otherwise you'd have to be really really desperate and really rigid in terms of making decisions and when you're there probably you're going to take the wrong step or make a wrong choice in your life and you don't want that so how much do you really save for your emergency balance because god forbid if you someday wake up and find out without your insurance that you have a cancer well there's not enough money that you probably can ever save to battle that so the rule of thumb here and of course it can change to your own decisions but the rule of thumb here is to have 4 to 6 months of money that you're spending right now personally for me i i don't really need uh, well i'm a single person living in a single apartment in a very barren economy i'd say of the world so uh, it takes me about 300 to 400 in order to get by uh, on a month to month basis so if i wanted to create my emergency balance or emergency fund per se i would probably look forward to creating uh, somewhere between 1600 to 2400 Well, but maybe your expenditure is more than mine, and that's completely all right. Maybe you have a family to look after. Maybe you are taking care of your parents. Maybe your medical bills are more expensive than mine. Well, you need to figure out what your expenditure is for a month-to-month basis, and it can be it can be anything really. It just you just have to make sure that this is the absolute basics that we are talking about in terms of your rent, in terms of your food, medical bills, the bills that you cannot really get rid of. Yeah, if you have any uh, loans or something like that. uh maybe also dial that in and so like uh, pulling all that together maybe you you figure out that your monthly expenditure is like 800 to 1000 maybe it's 800 so if it's 800 then in a 6 months time if you're saving for 6 months as your emergency balance then uh you have to save 4800 if it's 1000 and you figure out that you absolutely need 1000 to get by every month then you have to save 6000 it's just as simple as that and why you need that emergency fund or uh, why am i uh, talking about options or like how options can help so imagine a scenario where maybe god forbid any that your uh, imagine a scenario where uh, your uh, boss is probably disrespecting you and you want to leave your job now if you have that savings to fall on then you can make that decision and walk out with your head held high but if you don't have a savings to like fall for but something really terrible happened to you you only have two options to choose from either 
like leave that job and start scrounging for a job and get your hands on on whatever you can find or probably stay at job which you really really don't want to do but with that savings what you can do is you can leave the job and leaving that job or like getting fired and now you don't have anything to do but you can look at that uh, emergency fund and think to yourself well i don't need to see, work for six more months it doesn't work that way it shouldn't work that way if you get fired or if you leave your job you can probably take a week or two to and like take a break like get yourself together make sure to give your mental health a good check but after that you need to get back into either the job market or whatever it is that you want to do if you want to follow your passion then now is the best time to go for it but when you do that and there's this thing about jobs or any opportunities in that fact that the best one is actually is not the one that comes first the best one is actually kept for later so if you don't have that option to rely on your funds what you will do is there will be a ticking clock in your head and you're continuously thinking to yourself that well i need to get a job well i need to get a job and whatever that comes through your door you're going to accept it without judging the quality and that might end up meaning that you're having to accept a pay cut that might end up meaning that you're in even in a more toxic workplace yeah but with that fund now you can navigate through your way you can assess different opportunities and choose what's best for you that's what financial freedom offers so in order to start saving you need to do well uh, we've discussed the two steps so i'm just going to reiterate them first you need to have a savings goal beyond your emergency savings and whatever that savings goal is that's all right and two is that you really need to have an emergency savings where you can rely upon whenever the time may come and say that you probably get a job in two months again the first thing that you need to do after getting that job is refilling that you that the amount that you spent from your emergency fund and making sure that you have that option again if it if the need comes to that well third step and i'm i can believe that i actually have to consider this as a step but you have to open a bank account now if you're listening to this i hope that you already do have a bank account because if you need to save $6000 as your emergency savings you can't possibly see it under a pillow and even if you can it's not advised but i have talked to so many people who do not have a bank account it's absolutely absolutely i i don't really have a word for it it's it's insane it's absolutely insane and if you don't have a bank, a bank account please make sure to open a bank account it can be any uh, local bank nearby uh for me i usually decide uh based on a few things how available they are digitally because i'm not all right walking to my branch every time i need something so i i check their digital appearances and uh like digital availability i also check how nearby the branch is for example my uh bank's branch and i i have accounts in two branches and uh intentionally i kept a branch that is just opposite of my house and that is exactly why i have an account with that bank so that anytime i have an emergency maybe i need to get my passport and doors i i just go head over to that bank and it just takes me like less than 5 minutes so make sure to choose your uh, bank based on like uh, whatever preferences that you have uh, make sure to include the uh, digital uh, aspect the affinity and uh, like any other aspect that you find important in it usually banks in their uh, normal uh, savings account or in their dpss they don't really offer a lot of return 
so it's all right to like open any bank account as long as the customer support and all the other things uh, match with you. So now that you have a bank account, you have a savings goal in mind, and you also are starting to save towards your emergency balance. What now? Well, now is the time where you can start saving more. And that's where the sort of the title kicks in, how you can start saving more, right? So in order to start saving more, of course, like basic equation says, you need to start spending less. How can you start spending less? That's the real question. So in order to start spending less, you need to have a budget. So what I do is uh, I sit on my table at the end of every month of the year. Yeah. So if it's April, I sit on the table on April 30th. If it's March, I sit on 31st. You get the gist of it. And even if it's a holiday, because it's I'm doing it for my personal well-being. I'm doing it for my personal finances and it doesn't take a lot of time. And you create a budget. Yeah. How do you do it? You think of all the absolutely necessary expenditures that you need to do. For me, in my case, it's my medical bills. I have to pay for uh, the medical expenses that are ongoing on a recurring basis. If you don't have that, you're definitely very lucky. Kudos to you. I don't. So I have to pay for my medical expenses. That's one. Then I have to consider my housing, the rents that I provide. And uh, you need to be really specific in terms of your budgeting in order to be effective. So you also need to consider any additional expenses that may and usually does uh, come with it. For example, it, your Wi-Fi bill, your electricity cost. And I can understand that your electricity cost is probably a little, uh, well, it's not a fixed amount. It probably fluctuates a lot. But uh, whatever the average amount is, you need to consider that in. You need to consider if you have any house help, you need to uh, consider that amount your water bill, your, if you're using uh, natural gas, your gas bill, you have to consider all that in, in terms of like your housing rent and like uh, related expenses. Then you also need to consider your regular transportation bill. And that doesn't mean if you're taking a trip, you should also consider that in, in under your budget. No, that means that the regular day-to-day -day, day -day, uh, expenses that you have in your uh, gas or oil or whatever you use, if you use public bus, then you have to consider the average amount of fare that you need to spend every day. And then, uh, of course, you need to multiply that with 30 or 31 and find out that amount uh, or the figure in <clears throat> uh, for every month. And then another uh, large expenditure is definitely your food. And you need to consider a budget for that. And what I always suggest is uh, always round those numbers up. Like if it's 1,521, just put it 1550 or put it like 1600 that's probably a little too far but like put it 1550 put it 1540 like round it up uh, to you to the nearest 10th or to the nearest 50th and then what you need to do is you need to keep a portion of it as an extension to that budget so there are a lot of unforeseen expenditures in our everyday life maybe you're out of tissue paper and that happens like all the time you're not going to, I'm not going to sit here and tell you have to consider your tissue paper in your budget because you don't. But see if your monthly budget is like, for example, for me, my monthly budget is 400 bucks. So if I need to spend a few more bucks, I consider 40 more, 40 more dollars. And I can usually cover everything within that $40. Now, that's my absolutely necessary budget. If you want, you can also create some 
subsequent budgets for you where you could uh, probably keep a budget for your dates. You could probably keep a budget for your tours if you're a traveler. And you can do all sorts of things, but you need to come to a round number at the end of the day after doing all the budgets and make sure that you don't go over that budget. So essentially by budgeting, now you're giving yourself a runway and after that runway, you're not allowing yourself to spend more. Now, if you don't have that limit, if you don't give yourself that uh, bar in order to spend, what always ends up happening, and you can relate with this, I'm sure, that you end up spending more. So this is why you need a budget and you need that definitive last number. And it just so happens that maybe you weren't so lucky for a month and you didn't get any date and you had that uh, extra money just floating around. You could just take that money and you could just do whatever you want with it. You could, if you want, you could save. You, If you want, you could just have a really wild night. If you want, you can just go somewhere and just have a, have a fun day for a, for a moment. Yeah. But, uh, like it's all right if you spend all of the money that's under your budget, even if it's not entirely into that area. But what you need to make sure that you don't overspend from where you are keeping your budget. So for example, say if you're earning a thousand dollars a month and according to your budget, you get to spend only 600, you have $400. And what do you do with it? You take that $400 and you stuff it in your bank account. If you have more than uh, enough in your bank account, more than your emergency savings, you also start investing, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. Keep yourself tuned in if you do want to learn how to invest more or invest better or invest smartly or just to get started with investing. And yeah, so that's step three. Step four would be to tracking your expense. It doesn't do you any good in terms of creating a budget and then looking at your wallet at the end of the month and you're like, oh no, I actually ended up spending $700. Oh no, I actually ended up spending $920. I have only 80 bucks. There's no point in saving 80 bucks. Let me go watch a movie. That's another thing that might end up happening where you might be demotivated to save because you actually overspent for a month. So this is where the tracking your expenditure comes into play. It can help you do two things. Of course, it can keep your expenditure in check. And if you're spending more for a given month, you can also come back and see why you spent. Maybe there's a very logical reason. Maybe your friend came over to visit and he stayed with you for a few weeks and you had some extra uh, expenditure in foods for that month. It can be anything. Maybe your electricity bill was up. It can be anything, but it's important that you track your expenditure however you can. And you need to evaluate that tracking and you need to make better decisions off of it. For example, if you're seeing that, well, under your budget, you probably had uh, like a hundred bucks for food, right? But you actually ended up spending more in foods. Maybe you ended up spending 200 bucks for food and your other expenditures weren't so high. So you are still under your uh, under the amount that you wanted to spend for the month, but your still food expenditure is very high. That is where you can start to optimize, right? Because now that you know where you're spending how much money and you can go back in into your memory or if you're uh, tracking extensively, you can just look at all the tracking memos and you can understand the extra expenditures that you did that you could save a little more. 
And that doesn't mean you have to lead a robotic life or you have to track every step of your life. No. And I'm going to talk about tracking as well in the podcasts and how you can track better without really bugging yourself a lot like every every five dollars you spend. But it is important to track so that you can also optimize for later and making sure that you're probably able to save some more money in the longer run. And even if that is $50 a month that you're saving because you're seeing that you're spending $100 way over the budget, so you were able to probably pick some better restaurants where you could eat your meal. Or you probably started to buy some more cost-effective food for that fact. Even if it's just 50 bucks a month, just imagine in in like five years, that's 60 months. And at only 50 bucks a month, it's $3,000. And wow, so many things that we can do with $3,000. So that's like the last step. And of course, if you have uh, an overflowing of uh, savings, you should start investing at some point in your life, even if it's not today or even if it's not right at that moment you should always have that in your in in your back pocket so you also need to start learning about where you can invest and all that stuff so just to get over the steps again one by one you definitely need to have a savings goal you need to keep an emergency balance you need to open a bank account you need to create your budget and finally you need to track your expense so that you can optimize thank you